I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Pod Network Entertainment. Who's ready for story time? What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. Let me talk to you. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Adam! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I have to finish the story. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Run! Bang! The sniper is shooting you down. This is TMDK's Robbie Eagles. Hey, hey, this is the Cosmic Cactus, Paul London. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov. The star, the NXT champion, and you're listening to. And you're listening to. And you're listening. And you are listening. And you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. The Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. To the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. It's your OGs, Stan C. and Ro Moran checking in on an audio-only episode. And we're about to head into spooky season. So it's mm. that we uh, give you a couple of Halloween-themed episodes as we usher in this really long week slash long weekend Now only business owners are not happy to... <laughs> Cross on their calendars. So, an advanced happy Halloween. We're going to say it again for next week's episode, but we're going to be among the first to greet you and your loved ones and your friends a happy Halloween. Yeah. Uh, and on that note, um, Shempre, because um, a long break, and Shempre, we are all human beings that require some rest. Uh, our friends over at the Pod Network and ourselves are taking a break over Halloween uh, and Undas. So, uh, reconnect with their family, with their, uh, with their past loved ones, uh, cementerio. I, I know that they're open now. Uh, I haven't been in a couple of years because of the pandemic, but I'm also kind of looking forward to, um, taking a break and, you know, taking it easy for a week, even though, uh, you know, it's ingrained in us and, we do the live stream and, you know, the audio onlys every, every week and every other day. Every other day, so uh, we'll be watching wrestling, uh, but you know we're we're gonna enjoy it and you know uh, not uh, work ourselves to death to the bone, if you will. Yeah. So what we're gonna do for this week's episode or this week's audio only episode rather is we're not gonna do your normal picks of the week, even though I mean, we've also been looking forward to sharing our picks. Yeah. We're different picks for this week, because in theme tayo with the season of Halloween, we're gonna give you five really scary slash creepy things in wrestling that not a lot of people talk about. And uh, you'll kind of notice from this uh, handy list that we compiled with Chino's help. He's a resident horror fan of the podcast. Now, these are things that some of them uh, either don't get talked about enough or are largely forgotten by the wrestling demographic. 
Yeah. Uh, these are, ano, hindi ito yung, we, we did a scary episode. I mean, uh, uh, an episode about scary stuff, uh, I think, last year. But that was about yung mga nakatakot in a way na nakakringe or, you know, uh, nakatakot for your well-being because it's a, a gruesome injury like uh, like a Sean Livingston <laughs> type of deal. Pero this one is actually genuinely spooky in the horror trope sense. So, um it's not always that you see uh, horror stuff in wrestling, especially now that uh, our dear Bray Wyatt is gone. We'll talk about that in another Halloween-themed episode. But uh, some, uh, you know, every now and then, when they do, when when companies do something in the horror sense, they do nail something that's really genuinely creepy and scary. Chepre, uh, uh, wrestling isn't an actual horror movie but sometimes uh, the the creativity is enough to make you feel that okay these are legit horror fans and they do want to give you some sort of horror experience yeah uh if anything tamay sinabi ni MJF na wrestling really is uh it's like ice cream diba marami siyang flavors there's something for everybody and while i myself am not a big horror fan i actually dislike the genre i know there are a lot of wrestling fans who love horror like chino uh who really enjoy this type of stuff so in honor of our uh, fellow wrestling fans and friends who uh, uh, who love the horror genre in wrestling we're going to get into spooky season right here on the wrestling wrestling podcast We're going to start things off with Dexter Loomis's Haunted House of Terror. And this one really made its presence felt on NXT. And it's a more current example of horror really making its mark on wrestling. And um, it's very recent, about last uh, two or three years. It was 2021, yeah. Uh 2021. I saw this as a a 31-year-old guy. And it still uh, scares the crap out of me. Like, even if you say that zombie ref has visual effects, si B-Fab has makeup, the use of jump scares. So I, I appreciate how they were able to really surprise me and scare the BGBs out of me when they had Cameron Grimes run through the Haunted House of Terror. Yeah, this was Halloween Havoc NXT uh, 2021. Uh, and deeper explain why uh, Dexter Loomis has a House of Terror, but some of these things were really uh, worked hard on. So, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, the zombie ref, uh, the people in makeup. So this was legit scary. Uh, maybe you and they also never really explained anything that could easily be chalked up to a bad trip. Ni, uh, ni Cameron Grimes. Maybe he took some bad LSD, if you will. But um, it's one of those things that more recent. Uh, it's it's got nothing to do with Bray Wyatt. But they also really nailed the uh, the horror genre here and. They didn't have to go as hard as they did, but uh, it it was one of the things that uh, really made that year's Halloween havoc. Say so you would just think, no, hey, it's a Halloween themed uh, special episode of NXT, but um, maybe they'll just do uh, you know horror pumpkins and costumes, match But they actually go, they actually went all out and had a whole ass haunted house, you know, and I appreciated that. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of horror, like. Uh, I'll enjoy the the tropes. I'll enjoy the stories, the the settings, but I won't enjoy the scares, even though they they linger with you, and that's the exciting part. But uh, this is really well done. I, I have to admit the Sorbonne If you haven't seen it yet, if you haven't been watching uh, NXT because it was the time of 2.0, and we all know how a lot of people, a lot of wrestling fans feel about NXT 2.0. Uh, it's worth watching, um, especially if you are not familiar with Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. 
So apparently the OG one, uh, yung Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes is from 2020 before the 2.0 overhaul. Yung 2021 is when Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams went through the haunted house. Ah, right, 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 right. Okay. It actually got a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the pandemic, I know, because it was Dexter and it was Cameron Grimes, and I, I know, but the was Shotzi was the, you know, was the the host of that show. I, I, I think so. Or maybe in 2021, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basta, basta yon. Basta NXT Halloween havoc siya. And it was really, really good. Uh, it, if anything, it would show you how good of an actor Cameron Grimes is. He just really oversells the shit out of the, the haunted house. And uh, Dexter Loomis is Dexter Loomis. He is just the way he is. And even though it doesn't quite line up, it doesn't quite sync with his character, uh, it's still pretty funny. It's still pretty entertaining. Yeah, again... Uh, horror, not my favorite genre, but I was very much sports entertained by the Haunted House of Terror. Up next on our list is something very familiar to fans who came of age during the same time that Roe and I did in the Ruthless Aggression era. I'm the Boogeyman, and I'm coming to get you! <laughs> yeah, so this one needs no introduction. The Boogeyman, who was... Just all sorts of creepy, from the worms to the look to smashing a clock on his own uh, on, uh, on his own head, diba? Um, Marty Wright was really onto something, uh, despite the sketchy way that he tried to worm his way into Tough Enough, the season uh, uh, <laughs> and the Miz were a part of, diba? Uh, remember that yeah. was way over the age yes. limit. Uh, and he tried to worm his way in, tapos na huli siya, but somehow he found his way on the main roster anyway and had a way better run than uh, Daniel Pewter who won that won the show yeah so uh man jeez yeah yeah so uh a little background uh, so the boogeyman was the character that they came up with or you know Marty Wright came up with so he was around 40 or in his really late 30s or early 40s no uh like for the tough enough no 2004 so um, that was a big thing. And, you know, you're, you're kind of old, but you look good. You're kind of old. You're just kind of old. So they just gave him this really character-heavy um, gimmick, which was the Boogeyman. And I don't know if, if it really lined up with his horror sensibilities or whether he was a horror fan or not. I'm sure there's an interview somewhere. But uh, he really nailed it because he, he really went all into, all into it. It's not creepy in the sense that you're going to... You're gonna stay up at night uh, thinking about the scary stuff that um, the, the scary getup that uh, the boogeyman had. Although if you don't like worms, then it could probably keep you up at night. But yeah, he really went in. Uh, he did the whole worm eating thing. He put him in his mouth, and there were there were live worms. I remember somebody asking on TikTok, "Tungo totoo yung bulate?" Then sa nagigamit ni boogeyman. There was there was legit. If you if you saw the close ups no camera. Uh, when he was doing the thing, when he was bringing out the worms, they were live, they were squirming. Um, there was nothing fake about them. There was pasta or anything. So um, that was unsettling. Uh, it was legit unsettling because he really leaned into it. Um, I think that might have been the most committed performance that they had to horror in the WWE before uh, Bray Wyatt came along, um, if I remember correctly. Because he was so weird, so bizarre, so strange. Uh he didn't. He didn't need any explanation. He just was the boogeyman, and he terrorized a whole bunch of uh, people in the locker room in WWE, and that's why he is uh, pretty well known and unforgettable now among WWE fans. 
Sobrang ganda rin ng pagkakasel ng mga victims niya from The Miz to Booker T and Queen Charmel. Uh, you know, they had that WrestleMania match, diba? Booker T and The Boogeyman. So I actually forgot until I watched yung top five video featuring The Boogeyman's uh, like biggest victims or whatever. Um, sobrang underrated element din sa look ni Boogeyman, yung fact na legit bungi siya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, if, if you look at the Boogeyman now on social media, he's had dental implants put in. But back in the day, bungi si Boogeyman. And you could see the worms like squirming out of uh, the holes where his teeth used to be. And that's really contributed to a very uh, gnarly visual for this dude who just reveled in scaring people, both uh, the ones he was interacting with on set or in the ring, or those of us at home, right? Uh, 14, 15-year-old me who was uh, just getting the hang of watching wrestling on a weekly basis. So the Boogeyman was uh, quite the character. And I'm I'm pretty happy that... Uh, he continues to uh, live on in the world of wrestling through his legends contract with the WWE. Tapos, uh, for the people he actually worked with because he would dump the live worms on their face, on their head. And, uh, you know, uh, there's no... It's it's like uh, Jake Jake the Snake's uh, snake and his python. Right? So uh, any, anytime you work with live animals, especially the ones who are kind of creepy... Uh, it's really a trip, and I, I don't envy the people. Sina Jillian Hall, Sina Charmel, one bit. Mm, protein, yun. Pro, yeah, that was a weird way to get your protein. All right, up next on our list. It's The Undertaker and all of the mind games he's played over the years uh, on all of the opponents he's had from his own brother Kane to the likes of Randy Orton to Diesel uh, from the 90s, 2000s, 2010s and AJ Styles in the year 2020. Uh, you have all of the practical effects, sound effects, visual effects all coming together uh, in all of the mind games that they use to really prop up The Undertaker's character as the embodiment of the supernatural and the macabre in the WWE. Yeah, so ito yung pinaka first exposure to the horror trope in pro wrestling, right? So uh, as a kid of the 90s, um, I know I started really seriously watching wrestling in the early 2000s. But siyempre, how do you not? 
And then uh, when I started watching, he was a uh, he was a badass. He was an American badass, about big evil. Tapos uh, he got buried alive by Vince McMahon, and when he came back, he was uh, the Undertaker again, the original Undertaker with some modern updates. Tapos um, it was around that time that he turned up the horror elements even more. Like he would. Um, do yung typical trope of appearing behind someone. Uh, at that time, it was Kane. Sometimes it was the Randy Orton in the, in the bathroom, in a mirror, appearing in behind you in the mirror. And then uh, it was cheesy. It was cliched. But uh, some of it really was genuinely scary, uh, especially when you're, you know, uh, not always a big horror fan. You're not a discerning horror fan. Okay, it was really well done. I mean, as you mentioned, the visual effects, the practical effects, um, even if it wasn't your cup of tea, the horror stuff, The Undertaker, you can also really appreciate how well done it was and uh, how well, they were building up the story of the quote-unquote murdered uh, brother coming back to haunt um, the guy, the the cane, literally the cane in uh, to his able, right? So, uh, and uh, I think the whole thing would have floundered if uh, Mark Calloway, the guy behind the Undertaker character, didn't have a genuinely menacing presence. So, that's why um, Undertaker himself is pretty much a horror legend too yeah there was so much commitment um, i remember when uh we were watching the last ride in 2020 when undertaker retired and he had his own version of the last dance um they were showing behind the scenes footage of those vignettes the early vignettes that he shot with brother love or bruce bridge mm-hmm. uh how they were in and nc and then uh paul bearer when they were in the mortician place and they, and they were experimenting with the coffins and stuff you could see that really the commitment that went into the undertaker gimmick and how it would evolve over the years to uh him um borderline crucifying stephanie mcmahon and like holding uh-huh. uh, pulling her up into uh the ceiling of the arena or uh paul bearer himself being buried alive in cement you know, and that's an image that uh, I still can't get out of my head from the Great American Bash 2004. So uh, all of the things that they did to really build up The Undertaker's presence and character, sobrang legendary. And I do agree 100% when you say that The Undertaker is a legend in the genre of horror. Yes, sir. Moving on to number four. Bray Wyatt, rest in peace to Wyndham Rotunda, a.k.a. Bray Wyatt, and everything he did um, throughout his career in the WWE, from uh, the Wyatt family stuff to uh, the Children's Choir in 2014, right after WrestleMania 30, when he was really messing with John Cena, to later on when he came out with The Fiend, to when he corrupted Alexa Bliss, and then Alexa Bliss uh, introduced Lily into the picture, to the dichotomy of the Firefly Funhouse version of Bray versus The Fiend, the being very twisted take niya on Mr. Rogers. Sobrang creepy, uh, the way that Bray Wyatt put his own spin into the supernatural gimmick. And I would say that in the modern era, like everything post-Undertaker, Bray Wyatt continues to be the bar for horror and no one has even come close to achieving that bar. Yeah, uh, Undertaker might have pioneered um, the you know, popularity of horror in mainstream pro wrestling. But Bray Wyatt was the master. That's why there are so many devotees of Bray Wyatt, like Chino himself, uh, up to now, right? Because he was just that damn good. Uh, the genuinely, the scariest things he ever did were the fiend. Tapos yung pagkakarap ni Alexa Bliss. Like uh, I'm lumping, I'm lumping them all together here. Because it was really all just under his influence anyway. 
the fiend was like a genuinely terrifying demonic figure. Uh, it's hard to look at, you know, the fiend mask and you know not be uh, not be bothered by <laughs> by the whole thing, right? That was uh, I remember uh, Alexa Bliss did this uh, this this quick vignette where she had her own version of the the German coffee commercial, if you will. Um, she had this jump scare with Lily after um, Kunyare uh, Zen meditation uh, video, and then Lily comes on to freak uh, the viewer. And <laughs> I can't imagine that was a pleasant experience for, especially my younger younger watchers of Raw, Deba. So uh, he mastered, he perfected horror. He was, a, you can tell na totong horror fan siya. Uh, he brought everything he knew and loved about the genre to uh, to wrestling, and even though it didn't always hit, I will admit I, I'm also like one of the biggest critics as well, especially during the latter part of his run. Um, you can tell na he was loving about it. He he lovingly applied uh, horror to pro wrestling, and he was trying to push boundaries and trying to find the things that stuck, diba. Right? Uh, that's something I can respect as a as a creator, as a wrestler, as a storyteller, and um, those things. I think uh, they pushed the boundaries of uh, horror and wrestling. They, they they took horror and wrestling from something corny into something really serious. Uh, the everything was a craft to him, and uh, if you. Uh, I, I don't think, as I mentioned, I don't think you can, I don't think there was a thing that he did that didn't scare at least one person. But everyone had to be scared by at least one thing that he did as Bray Wyatt. There's one thing about The Fiend that really stands out to me. It's how he had yung severed Bray Wyatt head in a lantern. Uh-huh. Like, first time I saw that, I couldn't take my eyes off it, but it was also so unsettling. And then the way that the fiend would walk, the bus, so so differently from Bray Wyatt, uh, the mask, the universal championship in his image and likeness. It was really just um, peak horror, Bray Wyatt. And if there's one thing that I lament from the way that the fiend's run ended, it's that he was basically killed by Goldberg. Like, I, I really, <laughs> like, as yeah. a... Wyatt fan, I really feel so terrible that that's how The Fiend as a character was killed off, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon ruined The Fiend, I think. Uh, I think uh, Bray Wyatt had... No, una, we knew that Bray Wyatt had ideas. We'll talk about this a little more in the next episode. Uh, Bray Wyatt had ideas, but um, Vince McMahon li- largely diluted them. Uh, whether or not the the last run that he had kind of justifies the fact that you know, kailangan yung yung oversight is irrelevant because um, he had something going. I, I enjoyed the fiend. I enjoyed the Firefly Funhouse, but uh, he was just made to look like a chump so much. Kaya na nasayang din. Nasayang yung pagka nakatakot niya. Yeah. So there you go. Um, Bray Wyatt at number four in this list. And we're going to close things out with something from AEW. And this is a character that we haven't really seen on TV in about a year, over a year. I, I've stopped counting at this point. Uh, and yeah. that's Abaddon. Um, yeah. That sound effect of Abaddon. So we're just going to get into why she works as a character. Um, the way that she enters, yung parang, uh, yung, yung gumagapang siya na minsan, because it reminds you of Bray Wyatt and the fact that her makeup, the fact that she really acts like a different person or a different creature, a, a, a demonic figure in AEW uh, is so unique. 
so unique that there's literally no one else in AEW who uh, who can do that. Kaya rin siguro wala nang maitapat ma- against Abaddon. Um, and, you know, out of curiosity, when I first saw Abaddon, I tried to look for her on social media without the makeup. And it was genuinely surprising how attractive this woman is. <laughs> Abaddon character. Uh, we don't get to talk about Abaddon so much because she isn't like uh, one of the... I don't think she's actually signed to AEW. That's one of those things. Uh, she is brought along for the dark shows when dark was still a thing. And then she got injured. You don't see her anymore. I don't yeah. know if she is uh, recovered now or if she's continued. But uh, she hasn't really been booked in AEW since. But uh, she is super fucking scary. Like, uh, um, the, the makeup is so good. The the entire Abaddon look is straight out of uh, the original Exorcist. If you if you were like me, uh, a child of the 90s and 2000s, you uh, experienced the, the Regan jump scare. It's really like that. If, for those who haven't seen Abaddon yet, um, I suggest you go Google it. Uh, Google Abaddon. Uh, that is serious uh, craftsmanship when it comes to makeup and costume design uh even until now i uh, every anytime i see a picture of her in full get up on social media uh it's hard to it's hard to not scroll past really quickly so that's how scary she really is um she didn't quite get like a monster push uh, i don't know why maybe it's because they were uh uh i don't know maybe tony khan wanted to you know um focus on the quote-unquote serious stuff in in aew as uh, as he i say that as he pushes orange cassidy but uh, um uh, maybe the supernatural thing is pushing it too far this was also before uh, matt hardy joined aew so in that regard um in in the company but um Maybe there is time for Abaddon to still be pushed. I think uh, her her brand of horror is also worth exploring and worth putting on the pedestal, especially now that we have a giant Bray Wyatt-sized void in uh, in the in the business. Um, a lot of people have been missing uh, the the brand of horror that Bray Wyatt brought, and I think um, uh, Abaddon is like the best one right now to take up that mantle. So correct ko lang yung mga sinabi namin because Abaddon apparently uses the they them pronouns and Oh sorry uh, yeah 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 and actually Abaddon has not uh been on TV since late 2022 pero nagreso siya in uh mid 2023 so uh, I really miss him on TV and I would love to see Abaddon once yeah. again so uh this character just really scares the holy living crap ever loving crap out of me uh so props to um the person behind the abaddon gimmick napakagaling nila uh, napakagaling yung mag-isip uh, mag mag makeup um i i think it really is about time that some award body like the emmys recognizes wrestling at least for for the makeup and uh, because abaddon would be a shoe in for that category yes sir yes sir google nyo please google nyo especially if you haven't heard of abaddon yet Uh, you're going to be in it's an experience I'm telling you yeah it, it absolutely is and there you have it that is our list of uh, five genuinely scary slash creepy things in wrestling that don't get talked about a whole lot we hope that you enjoyed uh, getting in the mood for spooky season and that 
you share with us your personal favorites as well from this genre. Uh, horror in wrestling is one of those subgenres na that talagang uh, nagpipik lang naman uh, during this time of the year. So now's as good a time as any for you to engage with us uh, on social media at Wrestling Two X Pod on Twitter and on TikTok. Let us know your favorite um, moments, your favorite characters, uh, scenes, montages, vignettes na sobrang nakakatakot just so we can all get in the spirit of Halloween. In the meantime, we're going to catch you on Thursday for our normal wrestling li- uh, wrestling wrestling podcast live stream. That's Thursday at 7 p.m. on Facebook and on YouTube. And you can also catch all of our episodes on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us individually on social media. It is at Rowiswar, at Chino Supersized, at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to Babyface producer Jasper and all of the other producers over at the Pod Network for all of the work that they do behind the scenes. And on behalf of Ro Moran, this is another episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast in the books. My name is Stan C. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Bye-bye. Peace. The opinions of podcast creators, hosts, and guests are not necessarily reflective of the official stance of the Pod Network Entertainment, its hosts, or other network programs. The content created by the people behind the podcast is personal and not meant to harm any religion, ethnicity, group, organization, company, or individual. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.